Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Because I believe your family matters, I want to provide hope and help to your family to navigate the family law process in a successful and a healthy way. So today we have a special guest with us um, on the channel, Kimberly Stevens. How are you, Kimberly? Doing great, Tom. Thank you for having me and Happy New Year. Thank you. Yes. Happy New Year. Uh, Kimberly is an insurance agent broker with Kim Insurance. And Kimberly has been in the medical pharmaceutical sales uh, industry for 16 years. Her mission is to stay on top of the ever-changing insurance laws to keep her clients protected in case the worst may happen. So she's here to provide hope and help also. So Kimberly, tell us just a little bit about yourself. So about me and insurance in general, I've seen every side of insurance first as a person who sold a pharmaceutical product that needed to be covered by insurance for patients to be able to use it. Second, as a consumer, I am a breast cancer survivor and the mother of two children who were born with an orphan disease. So we definitely used our health insurance and hospitals and doctors. And then third, now I'm on this side where I help and counsel individuals and groups who need health insurance in order to find the best possible plan for their individual situation. Okay, good. Um, so obviously I'm a family law attorney and you support family law and family law attorneys with insurance products. So I often have clients who going through a divorce after the divorce, they don't have health insurance available to them through their former spouse. So they have to get new health insurance. And we always hear about this Affordable Care Act. Tell, tell our uh, audience, what is the Affordable Care Act? Well, the Affordable Care Act is simply a set of rules. We know it under many different names. We know it under Obamacare, ACA, Affordable Care Act. All it is, is a set of rules stating that an insurance plan may not discriminate against somebody based on age, gender, pre-existing conditions. So the bottom line or the, the initial rule is that every female my age in my zip code has to be charged the same price for the exact same plan. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So we hear a lot about the difference between the individual market and group health insurance. Mm -hmm. um, can you help our audience understand what the difference is? Absolutely. The individual market is a place where individuals who work for themselves, such as me, are able to purchase their insurance. About 50% of Americans get their insurance through their employer, and that can be in a large group situation. For people who are in the individual market, uh, there are various options. The Affordable Care Act is one of them. Okay. So the individual market is available to family law clients, and that's what's available to them if they are if a group market, let's say from their former spouse is no longer available, right? Right. And so if, so, if a person um, if a person's coming off a large group plan or any group plan, they have 60 days in the individual market to purchase 
a marketplace or Affordable Care Act plan. Okay, so let's talk about the Affordable Care Act. Um, what do you have to do to qualify for the uh, ACA? ACA, Affordable Care Act, Marketplace, Obamacare. Okay. It, it, the Affordable Care Act works on a sliding pay scale. So an individual who makes under $51,000 would qualify for some help purchasing his or her health insurance. A couple who makes under about $68,000 qualifies for some help purchasing their health insurance. And a family of four under $104,000 qualifies for assistance. This is an interesting situation because um, sometimes I have families that are already on the Affordable Care Act. And let's say, so there's a husband and wife and two or three kids. And so if you have four or five people, the income level uh, to qualify for those subsidies is much higher. And so when they get divorced and they're on two separate plans, um, it really is important to determine which spouse claims which of the children as dependents. Um, because if let's say my client um, doesn't get to claim any of the children as dependents, then he or she may make too much in order to qualify for those subsidies. So it may be a loss of subsidies. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. It gets very, very tricky when we talk about breaking families into two separate units. The Affordable Care Act has very hard numbers. And I always advise before we decide who's claiming which child as a dependent and who's providing the health insurance, that we look very, very specifically at those numbers and make sure we take advantage of the tax credits and subsidies when we can. Right. So um, there's a problem that can arise and family law attorneys need to be aware of this as well as family law clients that if you alternate the dependency exemption with the minor children. So let's say uh, the husband and husband and wife divorce and each claims one that each year, then it stays the same. So let's say one of the spouses uh, takes both children and so they can claim a family of three and so they will qualify for a better subsidy. But if that alternates so that the next year the other spouse claims the two children, then the spouse not claiming the children no longer qualifies. And if they continue to get the health insurance um, subsidies, they could end up owing that money back at the end of the tax year. Is that right? That is correct. The best way to understand that is to look at some clients that I've had for several years, Kyle and Eva. They have a child named Mia. Mia is only theirs to claim every other year. Kyle and Eva have a plan through the marketplace and they do receive subsidies. And every other year, when they do not claim their daughter, I have to put their daughter on a separate individual plan that is not marketplace approved. Right. So it creates a lot of complexity for the family law client after the divorce if the family law attorney doesn't take that into consideration or at least inform the client that that's going to be an option. If they don't have you as their insurance agent, they might not even know and they might end up getting a significant tax bill one year because of that, right? 
That's absolutely true. Another idea that I think is very wise when considering a divorce is to look at the price of insurance. Many people who are coming from group plans who've had their employers pay 75% have no idea that a 50-year-old woman in Florida, here in Orlando, may be paying close to $1,000 a month just for her own insurance. Right. So, you know, health insurance continues, the cost continues to rise every year. And um, as a small business owner, I've seen our health insurance costs rise in double digits uh, many of the years. So, um, yeah, employees of group plans may not know how much uh, the premiums actually are. So, uh, Kimberly, tell us, I know under the Affordable Care Act, there are different levels or types of plans. Can you tell our audience what those are? Sure. So here in Florida, in Orlando, there are many different carriers. We have carriers like Oscar, Florida Blue, Bright Health, and Better, um, to name actually about five of the 10 that are offering Affordable Care Act plans. Most of them offer HMO and PPO options. Um, and within those PPOs, they have different levels of PPO. Um, there would be, for example, bronze, and then silver, and then gold, and platinum. And generally, the platinum plan and the bronze plan are the exact same network. The only difference is the price of the monthly premium and the amount of the out-of-pocket expenses. The general rule of thumb is the deductible and out-of-pocket expenses are is inversely proportional to the monthly premium. Wow, that, that I didn't know. So the plans are basically the same, but just the deductibles or out-of-pocket are less in the platinum or the better level plans. Correct. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about another issue that I think is important to um, our clients, and that is pre-existing conditions. Which kinds of plans cover pre-existing conditions and which don't? So very good question. I always use myself as an example in this area because I am a breast cancer survivor and call it the pox upon me, but there are only a few places where I can purchase health insurance. The first one would be through a large group employer or even a small group. Once I'm eligible to be on the company insurance, they cannot ask any questions about my health. Um, the second place would be the Affordable Care Act. And that would be Obamacare. Now, just because I don't qualify for subsidies because my income is higher than the range doesn't mean that I don't have Obamacare. I simply have a set of, uh, I simply have a plan that follows a set of rules that cannot exclude me from my pre-existing condition. It has nothing to do with who's paying the premium. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. So another question I get uh, from clients uh, when I send them to a health insurance agent is what are the pros and cons of catastrophic care plans, health insurance? Can you tell us? So I have a lot of clients who have catastrophic plans. I personally, because of my pre-existing condition, do not qualify for a catastrophic plan because they actually look at your health. Um, but people who are healthy generally like 
catastrophic plans as a less expensive alternative. That plan is going to be there to protect your bank account and your finances if the worst thing happens. It just isn't there during the day-to-day -day doctor visits. So for example, if I had a catastrophic plan with a $5,000 deductible, I would go to the doctor, I would pay for my own doctor visits um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And if that really bad thing happened to me, I would pay the first $5,000 and the plan would pick up 100% of the remainder of the expenses. The one misconception about catastrophic plans and deductibles is that in most of those plans, the deductible is not cumulative. It's a $5,000 or $10,000 deductible per incident. Oh, wow. So that's not per year. That's per incident? Correct. So if one of the children get injured or you get sick, then each person is a separate deductible and yeah. a separate claim. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. So health insurance is expensive. We know that. Um, I should tell my viewers that the health and in health insurance premium is one of the factors that's used in calculating the child support. So there's a formula in Florida. We include the health. So if you're paying the health insurance premium, that's going to increase the child support you would receive. Or if you're the payor spouse, you're going to pay a little bit less child support based on how much uh, you pay for the children for the health insurance premium. Kimberly. What can you offer in the way of hope and help to our viewers who are having difficulty affording health insurance in Florida? There is truly a plan for everyone. I believe that. I search for them. I try to listen to what each individual family needs. And usually I can find something that works. Okay, so good. You can find something typically affordable for for most every client. There is a plan um, out there for everyone if you talk to a broker who can write for more than just one carrier or one plan specifically. You know, that's a good point. Um, I don't know that I brought that out. You are a broker. So tell us, what does that mean? You're a broker, not just an agent. So an agent typically would be contracted with one carrier and sell only that carrier's plans or products. A broker, a true broker like me, I'm contracted with over 150 carriers here in Florida. And so I try to listen to your needs and match your needs to a plan that's already out there instead of matching my plan to every individual. Okay. I think that's helpful because then you, you can either pair the best coverage uh, that fits their needs at the price that they can afford. So that's helpful. That's good. So, okay. As my audience knows, I always ask my uh, interviewee, do you have a healthy tip for our audience in this area of health insurance affordability? I do. And it's a short and sweet one. Um, if you are willing to just link your smartwatch to your health insurance plan, generally carriers will give up to 10 to 15% discount in your monthly premium. You know, that's interesting. Um, I do have a Fitbit and I track my steps. Um, it's uh, something I do as healthy. 
I also track my sleep. I track it tracks my um, heart rate, my resting pulse, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, but it um, I kind of keep track of stuff like that. So that's interesting. So the health insurance industry will give you, or that specific carrier will give you a discount of 10% on your premium. Up to 10%. And it's most of my carriers. Interesting. Okay. Well, that that is um, a good tip. I appreciate that. So Kimberly, you're a member of the NADP, which is the National Association of Divorce Professionals. Tell us a little bit about your experience there. Well, I was really intrigued by this group and happy to know that such a group existed. I've been through a divorce myself and having to navigate that new arena alone was very difficult. And I love that with the NADP, we have a group of professionals who are dedicated to making the process more trustworthy and a little bit more simple. Um, I'm the director of the group and we're coming up on four years as having um, established our, it's called the Downtown Orlando Lunch Group. We meet, um, well, right now we're, we're meeting virtually, but we do have a, an incredible group of professionals like yourself and other professions that support the family law um, process. Um, we have collaborative attorneys and real estate attorneys and uh, estate planning attorneys, but we also have insurance. We have um, realtors and mortgage brokers and CPAs, and I don't want to miss anybody, but we have 30 different uh, categories in the NADP. So it's a great group and um, you're a great addition. I feel especially glad to be part of the NADP. When I was first starting my business, I literally was knocking on doors of family practice attorneys because I do know that 50% of people going through a divorce are likely to lose their health insurance. And most people have no idea how expensive it is in the individual market. And what I thought my value add was in knocking on the doors of family practice attorneys was to just be able to get them a quote and a number for their clients so that those numbers could be worked into budgets in the future. So there were no surprises. You know, uh, Kimberly, that is so helpful to family law clients to know that they can go to someone who's going to help them navigate through the um, health insurance matrix. I mean, I don't know how you they would do it if they didn't have someone like you who's a broker who can shop different plans and give them um, different ideas and uh, options to provide that when they've lost that health insurance. So that that's great. I'm, I'm, you're such a, a valuable resource, uh, somebody I can uh, refer family law clients to, to get that kind of information. So thank you. Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the channel today. Um, if our audience has found this to be of any value, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon. Uh, we're posting uh, new uh, video interviews every Friday and I'm posting uh, videos with the Healthy Family Law Attorney uh, every Wednesday. So twice a week if you want to receive the videos um, and be part of the channel, 
would love to have you. Kimberly, again, thank you so much for uh, being part of the channel today and for just providing some really good content. Thanks for having me, Tom. All right. Have a great week. You Take too. care. Bye-bye.